Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. This is Sports Day. Yeah, good evening, Sports Day. SA trade is over. Thank goodness for that too. Hot topic thanks to Irrigear to save time and water. Irrigear is here. Irrigear offers expert advice and better irrigation solutions. Also, Henley's new home designs with drop prices. Have a check them out. All the luxuries and now seven-star energy efficiency. We're talking Henley Homes. Hello, Dan. How are you? I'm good, thank you, Wilds. How about yourself? Well, it's been a big day. Um, I thought a great day like you would play golf. It was nice out the beautiful weather. It was but... a little bit too hot, if I'm honest, but it was still a very nice day. And the first bit I news is that Joel Smith has been uh, tested positive to cocaine. Yep. Um, they're still trying to work out whether you know, it was match day or in his system before well, he was tested after the round 23 game, Melbourne versus Hawthorne, on Sunday, August the 20th this season. And uh, it was notified by Sport Integrity Australia last week in relation to the finding that it's a mandatory provisional suspension, which is effective immediately. Well, I have heard, though, it could be two, two years if it was on game on day, um, game day and it's it proven that it could in, improve his performance. But there's some sort of uh, maybe cop-out rule. If, it, if you can prove that cocaine doesn't help your performance. <laughs> yep. I, don't, I don't know what his stats were that day. I don't know how you can prove that either. But I would have thought if it's an illicit substance, you, you know, you get the book thrown at you. So that that's Melbourne. And then we just heard, uh, or I think it was you that brought up, Elijah Hollands, who's gone to Carlton, a good young lad. You should know his dad, Benny Hollands, played here. And uh, he's been he's got a court appearance Mm. coming up for an illicit substance. So not a great day for the AFL, Dan. No, a horrific day, to be honest. And how about the timing is what I mentioned, that the Joel Smith comes out the day after the trade period. Now, I was notified last week, so it's waited until the trade period's done. And then Elijah Hollands gets traded to Carlton, and a couple of days later, it comes out and the Gold Coast have released a statement. So, yeah, look, the timing's an interesting one, but um, we know how that works. It's not a great day. I mean, I have got these stats here for you. Joel Smith... Keep the two goals, had the seven disposals against Hawth on that day. Yeah, so no, no. I wouldn't say it was performance enhancing on the day. But um, And you wouldn't think, to be honest, you wouldn't think he'd take it on game day, maybe the night before and still in his system. I don't know how long cocaine stays. I don't know. Would yeah. you take it to play better? I've never no, taken no, it. No, you wouldn't. No, I've seen it except in movies. It's the party drug. So effectively, no. It's And it can stay in your system. When, when I was in the system, when I was in the AFL system, sorry, we – got educated about this every year every club does and it can stay in your system it varies it could be out within 24 hours and it can hang around for potentially a week so um it wouldn't have been the night before it might have been the weekend before it could have been during the week but i'm almost certain that it's not performance enhancing but that's how it works Mm. and if you test positive on game day it can be up to two years the penalty is there a problem at melbourne we've seen all all the talk and um whether it be behavioral issues with clayton oliver we had the former president having a crack at simon goodwin it's been, you know, pretty open, open out there in the market. If you want to have a look at that one, um, is there? And they've lost their fast. Fi- oh, if they won their finals, you'd probably say no problem. But yep. you know, well, while there's mud, some mud sticks, doesn't it? Yeah, no, it does. And the way they've finished the year and the expectations, again, I just think that if they'd had success, all of these things would be brushed under the carpet. But they haven't. I mean, Collingwood had a few issues a few years, just only a couple of years ago, and it was off-field indiscretions with yep. players. And yep. 
it can. Well, Jordan Gowie, for example, correct. said two or three. Exactly. And um, he's had an outstanding year this year. I mean, remember last year, I think it was, they were talking about trading him and about yeah. who wants him. So things can change pretty quickly, particularly if your performance is there, and we know that. Um and so, I mean, I, I love this quote, with greater talent equals greater tolerance. And it is so true. If you're winning, then you get away with just a little bit more. But unfortunately for Melbourne, there's a few things that, as you said, the mud is sticking at the moment. You're just out of the system. And this is unhearsay for me, but I've heard that a lot of the players, perhaps in the off-season, rather than drinking, which can you know, really hold you back in your physical performance and training and all that, they, they've got money. And it's quite easy to, you know, whether it be cocaine or something else, just grab that out of your system, get their kick, whatever, and move on. Now, I don't know if that's true, but that's all the hearsay that goes around. No, it's it's not a footy issue. It's a society issue. Oh, it is, exactly. Societal problem. Probably worse, so, worse in society. Way worse in society. So, again, I'm not um, protecting or backing up the AFL players, but all I'm saying is this is an issue in society, not in the AFL system. It is definitely, we've, we've seen examples of it happening in the AFL system, but it is rife throughout society. Yeah, I just think maybe the drinking bit, they don't want to, they want to come back. for You drink too much, it makes it difficult for training. Let's quickly take a call from Trobish. I know you've got all the trade and the wash-up from yesterday, and as I said, thankfully it's over. We'll look forward to the draft now. Hi, Troy. How you going, boys? Hey, um, you're talking about the cocaine and that. You didn't um, ask Sam what I said. I don't want to repeat it over the air or anything. Um Oh, what did but, you what did you say? Can well, you say, say well, can you water it can, can you water it down? Well it keeps you awake. How's that? That's one of the side effects. Keeps okay? you awake, okay. Yeah. Uh, and I've never used it, so I'm only just going on here say from Well I won't take people. it, Troy, I can't um, sleep at the best of times, so I won't be taking it. Well that's yeah. And um you're saying about cocaine and that men you're exactly right. Everything that happens in society happens in AFL, NRL, just on a small scale, because naturally you you got less people in it than the normal population. Yep. You know, that's just the way it is. But my question to you, boys, is Florida got four um, trades in. Now, in their best 22, um, well, there's two tall defenders and there's two ruckmen, so there's two positions that have got to drop. Yep. Who actually misses out? Uh, it's, um, it's a good I've question. Got Trent McKenzie. Yep. I've got. Yep. Uh, yeah, no, I agree, Troy. I think Trent McKenzie will be one that, with Zerk Thatcher coming in, but in particular, Asava Radigalia, he is the one who misses out. He usually plays on the second key defender. Um, he could go to that third key position or, or that intercepting role. So there's still a possibility for him. But again, I don't see a world where if Port Adelaide are as fit as they would like to be with their whole group, that Ivan Soto and Jordan Sweet are playing in the same team. I think it's just one of them that gets that number one ruck roll and then you'll have a version of Dixon, Georgiades, Todd Marshall, those sort of guys down there. So I think you're going to get two of those four definitely in and maybe three of the four. But um, yeah, you mentioned McKenzie and I think one of them will miss as well. Yeah, thanks for that, uh, Troy. And the Ruckman, they'll only play one. They've got backup in Ollie Law. They've got Dixon there, so they've got many options. Troy got involved in the show thanks to Just Quality Home Improvements. Now, Dan, you've got the good oil for Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown harvested, first cold pressed here in northern Victoria. It's over. The winners, they reckon, Sydney. And you've got the list there. Sydney Gold Coast got a, a really high finish. Is that to do with their 
the academy and the picks they've yeah, got. Yeah, it is. It is completely to do with that. So if we go through each team really briefly, the Crows, we know they got Chris Burgess in, Tom today and Shane McAdam are out for them. Brisbane brought in today and, and Brandon Ryan. They lost Fullerton and Gunston. So it's not it's not a big loss for the Lions. Colden, Elijah Hollands comes in. They lose Zach Fisher and Paddy Dow. So some depth players there. Fisher had a pretty good year, he however, did. this year. He did. And Dow had some of his better games too. Yeah, he did. Collingwood, well, they've done pretty well. They, they have lost um, Jack Ginnivan and Taylor Adams, but um, Lockie Schultz comes in. So that that is a really nice oh, man. feel for them in the front yeah. line. Um, and then uh, if we go to Essendon, not sure what happened there, but we'll go to Essendon Wields. They are the big winners of this trade period. Sydney, we have mentioned as well. They've got Todd Goldstein, Ben Mackay, Jade Gresham, and Xavier Dersma. Good luck. That is a really nice quartet that they've got there. They've lost Zerk Thatcher and D'Ambrosio. Fremantle, they are probably the biggest losers. They lose Liam Henry, Lockie Schultz, and Joel Hamlin. That does hurt. Geelong, just Radicalia goes out. The Gold Coast, you mentioned, brought in a heap of picks, but they have lost Chris Burgess, Elijah Hollins, and maybe a child. So three guys that are on their periphery anyway. And they got good academy picks, haven't they, coming up? Really good. As have GWS, they only lost Matt Flynn. Uh, the Hawks, they brought in, we mentioned um, Ginevan, Gunston, Chol, and D'Ambrosio. So some nice pieces for Hawthorne that are lacking that experience. Brockman goes out, Brandon Ryan, and Kajitsky goes out as well. Uh, Melbourne, Fullerton, McAdam, Billings come in. Jordan, Harms, and Grundy. That's that's a fair loss of those three players that have gone out. We love what the, the North Melbourne did. Dylan Stevens, uh, Fisher, Noyan came into that squad. They lose Mackay and Goldstein. Some experience there. But again, one of the biggest winners has to be Port Adelaide, which we have Toby mentioned. Pink as well, didn't they? Of course. North they Melbourne. did, North Melbourne. So Port Adelaide, we've talked all about with Soldo, Sweet, Radigalia, and Zerk Thatcher. They lose Dersma. A couple of other big ones. Uh, probably the biggest one, Sydney with Essendon, is oh. James Jordan comes in, Joel Hamlin, Brody Grundy, and Taylor Adams. They only lose Dylan Stevens. And they, so all, they all play. I think they, they all, don't they? Yes, I think they do. So it's really nice what the Swans have done. The Bulldogs bring in James Harns and Nick Kofer, which I don't mind. Jordan Sweet goes to the power. So that's most of the teams there wrapped up from the trade period and the player movement this year. Great stuff. All thanks to Cobram Estate. As we said, the extra virgin olive oil. Now, Sam, you've got an update from the Carlton Footy Club or a statement? Yes, I got a statement from the Blues. So the Blues have revealed that the club decided to recruit Elijah Hollins on deadline day with the knowledge that he'd been served with a notice to appear in court for possessing in a legal so substance. So they knew. They knew. Yeah. So yeah. I'll just read it quickly. The Carlton Football Club's aware, uh, been served. The club was notified last month by Hollands, who was a Gold Coast player at the time, given its existing interest in bringing him to the club. An informed decision was then made. Uh, we've got Tom on the line, who's a Blues fan, on the Just Quality Home Improvements open line, one three hundred seven three six seven three six, or text in on 0427154166. Tom, what's your take on it as a Blues fan? Yeah, I just, uh, David and, yeah, thanks. Now, I've just heard it. <clears throat> Until we get a full story, you know, what you just said, right? Typical car winner think we yep, we're heading. If that's true, what you just said to and, and I heard on the other radio station, yep. they were aware of his thing. So why did the recruiting come go, go get him for? This, this is ridiculous. Is that, so is that true? So they were aware of it, were they? Yeah, they've released month. a statement. Yep, they have. So, uh, what, so, what, so that recruiting, the Carlton, which changed over, that should go too then. Okay, thanks, Tom. It, we don't know the full details too, then, and, and they are young young kids. Uh, uh, Elijah's 21 years of he's age. He's come back from a knee reconstruction. Yep. Now, you don't, we don't know the circumstances, what, what he was caught with. It might be a tablet. It could be 
We don't know. No, you don't. But and the club, so Carlton did know. They did know. And I would have been shocked if Sam read that statement out and said that they didn't know when they took him because that would have been egregious by the Gold Coast to do that. They would have been all across this. And they would back in their system that they can support the player, which is what good footy clubs do. Um, again, we've got to wait and see exactly what it is. But I'm not surprised at this outcome, if I'm totally honest, that they did take him after knowing. Oh. I agree. I think everyone deserves a chance um, if, if that's his first strike. Um, might just play, if we can, um, Sam. Jason Cripps asked if Port Adelaide now has the list to make this next step after what Dan said they've come in. Bob, we're, we're about preparing a, a list and a group to try and play finals every year and challenge for a premiership. We're about winning now. We're win- about winning later. And, you know, we're pleased that, you know, we've finished top four, three of the last four years, albeit, you know, we didn't the season certainly didn't finish the way we like this year. We'd we'd like to think we're in a position again that we're gonna be able to be challenging for finals and hopefully finish as high up the ladder as possible. But you know, I think we saw this year it's a it's it, the competition's never been more even. You, you know, you generally do need luck. You know, I think if you look at the teams, you look at Brisbane and Collingwood towards the end, the teams GWS a great example. Um, you need to be healthy, you need your best 22, 23 on the park. Um, 100% fit, 100% healthy. Um, but, yeah, look, we, we think we're in a position to um, certainly challenge again, but we will need some luck with, uh, with, our, with our health and our fitness. They have bolstered their defence, Dan, but I still think they need to add to the midfield, as we said. Even though they've got three of the, the best youngsters in the competition, I think they don't bat very deep at Port Adelaide midfield. No, I think they'll go to the draft and, and that won't, probably mean those guys are ready straight away, but they will try and bolster it over the coming seasons. But um, pick 71. Yeah, I know. so it, it, it'll be interesting. But I think uh, he did mention luck. They need that depth, which is what they got. But it'll be interesting to see the ruck spot and what happens there. And Chris Davies got asked about this. Yeah, look, I think for Ivan, it was it was more about coming in and, and taking the number one ruck, ruck spot. I mean, clearly he's been behind, you know, Toby Nankervis at, at Richmond. So, you know, right now we'd be saying that, that he comes in as, as the potential number one, but there's no doubt that Jordan Sweet, you know, is, is looking to come back to South Australia. You know, he's got a reason to, to come back, you know, to what is his home and to the club that he supported as a, as a child. Um, but to have both of them competing, we think is is going to be a great outcome for the, for our footy club in 2024. Yeah, I reckon. The, I reckon it obviously goes out. Tom Jonas retired. He goes out, and maybe McKenzie. So yeah, and it also from the sounds of that, Soldo is one right now. Jordan Sweet one A. So effectively, it's Soldo's job, but Sweet will definitely compete for that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we got a big show still to come too. Scotty Ninnis, of course, for 36 has played tonight. And Crows AFLW star Jess Waterhouse. She was a star soccer player. She's now playing AFLW for the Crows. Dan Menzel and David Wildey. This is Sports Day SA. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter SA. Open line number one three hundred seven three six seven three six for just quality home improvements. Before we go to Toddy Gray, he's got a couple of specials tonight. Let's go to the Leg Up, Australia's fastest growing tipping service. Get a leg up on the bookies with Australia's fastest growing tipping service, thelegup.com.au. 
G'day fellas, one play tomorrow in the nation's capital. We're going to Canberra, race seven, number five, Cliff House is our best play of the day. I really liked the way he warmed up late first up from a spell over an unsuitable trip. He clocked the third best last 400 metres of the meeting. He gets up in trip now, he drops in grey, but he goes up in weight. Denny Beasley sticks from a good draw, and I reckon he's going to be hard to hold out. Good luck if you follow, fellas. Who did you have last night? Was it Caulfield Cup? Yeah, pick a Caulfield Cup. Yeah, we're all scrambling around for today's... Um... <laughs> today's chip because they've been so good. But, yeah, he picked the Caulfield Cup in that one. So, um, yeah, we'll watch this space on the weekend. He went Francesco Gardi at 17-1. to 1. Gee, okay. Mm. We'll have a look at that. What's gambling really costing you, though? Remember that as well. Toddy Grays, who said, love this segment for Graham Racing, is saying, no one runs the dogs like South Australia. No one talks the dogs up like Toddy Gray. Hi, Todd. How are you? Oh, Toddy. Todd's. Hold on. Hang on. Try a different line. You there, Toddy? Oh, well, while we try and get him, I think he has sent through his, his picks tonight, Will. So let's talk about him. And if we can get him to elaborate them, the first one's race three, number eight, send it spice. So if you're listening, Toddy, then uh, that is your first pick, which I think he's Giving us a bit of value tonight, hasn't he, Wilts? Out of the pink, yeah. Both both dogs tonight out of the eight box. Race three, number eight, Senate Spice. So 370 you can get currently for that one. And the later one's even more value. Race 10, number eight, trans, Transplant King. Toddy, you there? Yeah, I don't hey. know what happened there, gentlemen. No, we're, bl- we're blaming Sam. Testing, testing, one, two. <laughs> Hello, come we've, in. We've got you, Toddy. So what have you got? We've mentioned Senate Spice and Transplant King. Just tell us why they win. Uh, all right, we'll send it Spice Lads is in a maiden tonight. Now, this dog was very well backed on debut, and I have to be honest, it did mount. But uh, this dog goes better than what it showed. So I'd happy to put a blind through the, uh, its first run. Look, I can't see why it's not going to lead tonight, lads. But um, I will say one thing. Anyone out there having a bet tonight, I would scale it back a little bit. Uh, tonight's fields aren't the strongest, if I'm being 100% honest. And that's because we have the Gawler Cup on Monday night, the Group 3 Gawler Cup. And you'll see a lot of familiar names there, which went for the Adelaide Cup, going for the Gawler Cup. So tonight's a little bit um, lean on, but I do think Send It Spice will go straight to the front. It will get the old Fred Flintstones and tippy-toe the last 100 metres, but I think it'll get a big enough break to be able to hold on to them. So I'm expecting race three, number eight, to go straight to the front. And then you just got to uh, kind of reach for the rosary beads at about 50 to 75 metres left, I'd say. <laughs> As for Transplant King in race 10, I've got a bit of time for this dog. I reckon he's going to grow up to be a very nice bread and butter dog and pay his way. I've been waiting for him to step up to the 500 metres. It's his first time over it in his um, only his three-start career. But he's been hitting the line really well over the 400 at Gawler and that. I prefer him to have an inside draw, but I think the seven will jump very well and cut hard left and kind of just lead him into the race beautifully. He'll probably sit midfield for the first half of the race and then start getting going in the later half. Um, again, I wish we I wish we had three dividends in this race, but I also wish I had a full head of hair. We can't always get what we want, lads. So race 10, number eight, Transplant King. Uh, we'll go each way still, and if, he, if it pans out how I think it will, I think he'll get the jockey. You're still a very good-looking man. Thanks for that. Toddy Gray, race three, number eight, race 10, number eight. CC Neymar's... Um, Ruptured his ACL too. Yeah, not oh, good news. Not good not news good. at all for Neymar, but he should be on his back. And the cricket tonight, India playing Bangladesh, Bangladesh tonight. So India, they have looked all conquering so far. I think they will be too good again. New Zealand, top of the table though, with a win last night against Afghanistan. They go to four and zero now. New Zealand. They are going very, very nicely now. Come out for the show. Still plenty more. Thirty sixes assistant Scotty Ninnis, Crows AFLW, Jess Waterhouse. All thanks to Lumo. Just remember, switch to the affirmative. Join Lumo today. And Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6, up to 528 kilometres of range. Dan Menzel and David Wildey, this is Sports Day SA.
Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter SA. Sports Day SA. It's my On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Well, we're very lucky to have assistant coach at uh, the 36er, Scotty Ninnis, to join us just before the game for tyre power. Great race sale now on. Get into your local independently owned tyre power today. They're coming off a win. They're hoping to make it back-to-back tonight. Then, of course, the Wildcat Saturday. Scotty, welcome. Uh, welcome. It's great to have you boys coming off a win. It's uh, the first time that's happened this year, so uh, very, very exciting, I must say. Well, Dan Mental goes and you win. He's going to try and go every game now, so he's a lucky omen. Hey, uh, a massive signing too, DJ Vasilovic for the um, 36ers. We know he's a great shooter. He's a strong personality. You've got your man. Yeah, look, we're really excited. He's exactly what we need. You know, someone that can put the ball in the basket and, and obviously he's been training with us yeah, for the last week or so, and uh, his shooting ability is, is is incredible. I think probably I've been really impressed with his with his just all round play as well. You know, his passing ability, his, his leadership skills, um, and even defensively that he's probably not you know not overly well known for. Um, he's shown the ability to want to you know want to try and lock people down. So uh, look, we're we're really excited at someone of his caliber to the uh, to the group this year. Yeah, it's a great signing getting DJ. And so, Scotty, you expect him to obviously play tonight. And is he in the starting lineup? Oh yeah, we're not going to mess around. We're uh, you know we didn't bring him in. Uh, you know we we don't want to sort of just slowly integrate him into the group. You know we we bought him in as a you know as as a as a big time player and someone that we you know potentially could be our leading scorer. So yeah, we'll throw him straight into the starting mix and uh, and go from there. Just expand a bit more on him, Scotty. He is a winner. He's played with the Kings. He, where he goes, he seems to have success. He, he's a very confident sort of person in his own ability. He's a scorer. As you said, he can defend as well. So, um, and, and he can tell people at the right time if they need to pull the socks up. Yeah, and, and that's something we, um, I wouldn't say we'd lack, but we, we've probably got, um, yeah, you know, we've got some guys who are probably a little bit, uh, yeah, a little bit quiet at times. So have someone in coming you know, with that voice and, and, and be demanding and encouraging at the same time. And, and you know, he's he's really hit the ground running with our group. You know, he's exactly the type of person we need from a leadership point of view. So, um, look, I, I think we're all expecting great things from him. Obviously, we've seen what he's been able to do over the last couple of years with the Sydney Kings and, you know, he had some massive shots in that, uh, that, that first of their championships. So, uh uh, you know, we're, we're hoping more of the same and uh, we know he'll be an you know, incredible improvement for our uh, our group moving forward. Scotty, tell us about Trenton Flowers. Oh, I got along to the game on the weekend and saw him hit 23 points on the back of 8 from 10 shooting. He was the difference on the weekend. It was an incredible game from such a young player. Yeah, he started listening to me, boys, so he finally <laughs> came into play. All the, all the advice I gave him over the last few weeks. <laughs> no, look, he's it's, 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 you know, he's only 18 years old and, and 
you know, he's going to have his ups and downs and his inconsistencies, as, as you know, old young kids do. But, you know, you've been able to see a, a change with him over the last couple of weeks. He's, he's really starting to feel comfortable, um, you know, with the group. Um, obviously, he's moved from the other side of the world as a kid. Um, he's got his dad out here and his trainer as well, and I think they've been really supportive of him. But you've just seen, you know, you've just seen him just getting more settled into what we do now. Um, it was, you know, I think everyone was just so happy for him, you know, scoring 18 points in that last quarter and really turning the game on its ear. And, you know, you got a glimpse into why he's so... Uh, you know, highly, you know, coveted by the NBA uh, scouts. Uh, you know, just an incredible athlete, and and you saw his shooting ability on display. So, no, I was really, really happy for him, and uh, you know, I, I expect to see more of that moving forward as well. Yeah, we certainly hope so, and that's the expectation now that he'll continue on playing the way he is with with a little bit of inconsistency. But NBA is the future for him. Oh, absolutely. You know, like we we only expect him to be out here for one year now. I, I, you know, whether he scores 18 points in the fourth quarter again, uh, I'm not so sure. But you know, he just needs to keep improving and then get consistency in his game. And, and I actually said to CJ during the game, um, you know, against Illawarra, that I, I was as, as impressed with what he was doing at the defensive end as to what he did in the offensive end, which was obviously was quite special. So I think he's really locked in, you know, with our scouting reports and and, and trying to, you know trying to use his length defensively and I thought the way that, you know, not just him but, you know, Sunday Detch and Mitch McCann, all our guards, you know, guarded, you know, their dangerous, uh, you know, backcourt was uh, was was the key to the game. Yeah, Trenton came on and hit all those threes and, and you know, we went away with it then but I think, uh, you know, what we did defensively in that game and what Trenton did defensively in that game was probably as pleasing as anything to me. Scott Ninnis, our guest. Scott, tell us about the mentality of shooting baskets. Some, sometimes it's like they're putting it in a 44-gallon drum. Other times it looks like they're trying to hit a thimble. Um, the good players obviously do it more consistently, but is it just a matter of confidence? I mean, you've been there. You have your good nights, your bad nights, but the better players have less bad nights. No, they do it. It's, it's, you know, it's obviously repetition. You do it, just don't become a great shooter overnight. I mean, that that takes hours and hours and hours. And uh, you know, I've been been lucky to be involved with some incredible, incredible shooters. And you know, like Brett Maher and John Rilly and and some of these guys. And you, you know, yeah, confidence. They have supreme confidence in what they do. But you know, they're also putting in the work. And I, you know, I played with John Rilly here in in Adelaide, and then coached him up in Townsville. And uh, you know, even at 36 years old, or whatever he was that year, I was up there. You know, he was, you know, it's that old cliche about first on the court and last off of it. Well, he literally was. You know, he'd always be taking extra shots, and uh, oh, I think that's that's there's no there's no easy way easy way to become a great shooter. You have to put in you know hours and hours and hours of repetition, but uh, you know, having that confidence to go along with it, knowing that even if you've you know, you've missed 10 shots in a row that the next 10 are going in. Yeah, that that yeah. is a special mentality that those uh, great shooters have. Yeah, it certainly is. And there's a couple for South East Melbourne tonight that could trouble us if we don't get on top of them. Mitch Creek, Cummins and Brown have scored majority of their points so far. So how do you negate those three players? Yeah, well, look, I mean, you know, Mitch Creek is, uh, you know, obviously one of the best players in the competition. And, and you know, we saw that firsthand here for for a number of years and his, uh, you know, his, you know, his strength and his, just his sheer will and competitiveness is, 
as good as anyone in the competition. So, you, you know, we, we've got to do the work on him early. You know, make sure we can't, can't catch the balls in the positions that he, you know, he wants to do it. And and you know, with with Gary Brown and Cummings there. Yeah, you know, they're smaller guards, so, you know, we want to make sure that, like, same again, they don't get to these spots on the floor that they want to and, and make sure that they're shooting over a hand and, um, you know, we won't give all the secrets away, but I, I think we've got a pretty good game plan to, to, to tackle them. And, you know, what we've been able to do defensively this year, you know, being one and four, obviously, is is not ideal, but, you know, we're, we're one of the best defensive teams in the competitions and the statistics back that up. So I think... Yeah, we've been, apart from the Sydney game where we gave up 109 points, you know, every other game mm. the teams have scored in the 80s, which is, you know, which is, shows you that we're, we're doing something right and we're on the right track somewhere. So, uh, uh, look, we'll, we certainly have a plan for those guys and uh, let's just see if we can execute it. Adelaide crowd always turn up. It's amazing some of the, the full houses you get. What do you reckon home court advantage is worth on average if you look around the, the nation? Oh look, it's it's uh, you know it's it's amazing, you know. Like it's 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 in saying that the last probably well probably the last year and a half has that's been thrown out the window a little bit. There's been a lot of away teams, you know, winning winning away from home, and um, you know something we talk about all the time is you know is to make the entertainment centre a you know a fortress for us. You know you don't want teams. You know, you need to take care of home court, and, and that's a really important thing for us. And you know, disappointing losing their first game to Melbourne United, and, and now obviously getting the win against Illawarra. Uh, you know, having the Phoenix and Perth this week um, tonight and, and Saturday night is it gives us a chance to really set ourselves up where you know we're, we're known as a team that's hard to beat on its home court, and that, that's really really important. Not just one making the playoffs, but two, uh, you know, going that next step as well. So, Scotty, I wanted to ask you about the scheduling. And, and so there's been teams so far that either play the one game throughout the weekend or from the Thursday to the Sunday and then teams that have played the two games. And what we've seen a lot of is the teams that have had to back it up after a couple of days have struggled to back it up and stay in games. We obviously have had it. Illawarra had it last week against us. How, did, how much of a difference does it make if you play on the Thursday night, as we do, and then you've got to back it up again on Saturday? Yeah, well, you, you, you've got to manage bodies, obviously. I mean, we're fortunate this week that they're both home games, so at least we're not, uh, you know, at least we're not travelling. I was going to say halfway around the country, we, we travelled the whole way across the country. Yeah. We went from Perth to Sydney to do it, which uh, to me is ludicrous in this day and age that you can't get a scheduling that's that's a little bit more equitable than that. But uh, everybody's got to do it at some stage, so it's just one of those things. I mean, these guys are professional athletes. Everybody would rather play than train anyway, so. It's you know you can't go into the first game and, and be thinking about managing minutes for the second game. You obviously you know need to take care of business and do whatever it takes to win that game. But um, you, you know the, the, the day after it is just about getting you know getting rest, getting massages, doing all the right things, and then uh, just stepping up and doing whatever it takes on the second night. Hey, just one one not related, but the performance of Josh Giddy in his a couple of years in the. In the NBA for Oklahoma Thunder, has he surpassed what you thought he could do at such a young age? I mean, he's such a, he looks like he's a mature player, though. His ability to assist, he can rebound, he can shoot points. So where would you have rated it, Scott? Oh, I think he's, I think he's, he's, I think everyone knew he was going to be a great player. I just don't think probably you know, anyone realised he was going to be this good this early. Yeah. And obviously, yeah, that uh, being drafted as high as he did at number six uh, showed you the way that he was, 
you know, that he was coveted by those teams. And uh, I think what you said there has just got such a great head on his shoulders. He, he you know, the, the, the NBA court's bigger, which gives him more more space and more room to operate. And you know, he's got to be pushing six foot nine as well as a point guard. It's uh, you know, yeah. that's you're talking Magic Johnson. You know, that sort of size of the point wow. guard is. You know, you got the ability to shoot over the you know see over the top of everybody else and he's just so he just seems so calm in a storm and uh uh, look, it's 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 fantastic. We you know that we got to get a glimpse of him for for one season here in Adelaide, and uh, obviously it's really pleasing to see him go on and and you know forging the career that he's having in the NBA. Well said. Good luck tonight. Thanks, guys. Looking forward to talking next week with another couple of wins yes, on the board. Yes, love yeah, that. Got to get Dan out there later tonight. Scotty Ninnis there. So they play South East Melbourne Phoenix and then Wildcats on Saturday. Incredible atmosphere. 9,000 was there last Saturday. We we should oh. hopefully get similar amounts tonight, but definitely Saturday. So you still got time if you want to make your way down there. Starts in about 15 minutes. So still got time to get down and see the 36s. And DJ Vasilovic is a really, really good signing. Yeah, he is. can score. Yeah. And, and Kells will be the major scorer. Yeah, we need that. As, exactly as you mentioned, that's the one piece we were missing. So now we should be very competitive against the best teams. I guess there, Scotty Ninnis. Sports Day SA. On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Sports Day SA. Tom, now to speak with uh, Jess Wardhouse from the Adelaide Crows AFLW Toolkit Depot. We're talking tools, equipment, safety gear and workwear. A toolkit depot, everything you need under the one roof, tools, equipment, safety gear, and workwear. Well, Dan, the Crows, unbeaten, seven out of seven. Flying, absolutely can't, flying. Can't do much better than that. Be, I reckon it'd be hard to make the side, too, around all the girls that can't get in, which is a... Great depth there. It is. Well, one girl that is playing, too, and playing some good footy is Jess Waterhouse, and she joins us now. Hi, Jess, how are you? G'day, guys. Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Thanks the, for having me on. Yeah, good to have you. Now, the feeling around the club, unbeaten. Um, Matthew Clark, the coach, I'd imagine it'd be a, a great spirit at the moment. Yeah, of course, yeah. We're absolutely wrapped to be going this well. Um, yeah, couldn't have asked for a better start, really, seven and zip. So, such a short um, short season. We've got to make the most of it when we can. So, really happy now that we've got seven on the board and qualified for finals officially, I guess. Yeah, what is, is the depth? Uh, Jess, what is the depth like at the club? The depth? The depth, yeah. Um, if we've got anyone that's ready to play pretty much, so I can't imagine being in that selection panel trying to put a team team together each week. It must be pretty challenging. Um, yeah, we've got a few players out with injury as well, and it just shows that we've got uh, anyone coming in and, and stepping up, and we're still able to get the job done on the day, like Obviously, we're missing Sarah Allen, who's an All-Australian defender, and we've had that back line step up and be able to um, get the job done for us. So, yeah, um, training is really tricky, playing against um, or training against, um, yeah, great great players. And, yeah. yeah, Doc's got a challenging job every week to try and put the team together. Yeah, he certainly does, Jess. You must be wrapped yeah. playing in that forward line at the moment. Uh, we mentioned 7-0, and obviously, but... In that full line this year, a team that is averaging a bit over 60 points a game. So you're starting to really hit the scoreboard, not just individually, but as a group and, and becoming a really potent offensive powerhouse. Absolutely, yeah. I think that's key as well. I think, like, you know, we've, we've certainly got key forward in, in Caitlin Gould who has stepped up for us coming from the ruck and now playing that key forward position and um, playing it 
absolutely well and getting on the scoreboard. But we've got multiple goal kickers in the team. We're not just relying on that one person. So um, we've got midfielders scoring as well. So, um, yeah, just love the dynamic of the forward line. We're all gelling so well and it's just fun. I think that's the main thing as well. We're just having a good time playing good footy with your mates. Yeah, you and cert- it just shows as well. Certainly yeah. are, and, and you're right. When you're 7-0, it is uh, very enjoyable, and, and you girls are yeah. absolutely killing it at the moment. A really good challenge, though, this weekend up in Brisbane at Brighton Homes Arena against the Brisbane Lions. So a team that's sitting currently in fourth position on the ladder, hey, you could meet them in the first final if things stay as they are. So a really good opportunity to try and get another win away from home. Yeah, certainly. We've got a couple of games coming up now with uh, the top four sides in Brisbane and, and North Melbourne. And, um, yeah, it's just the, the first step in um, hopefully getting a win over those teams. And, obviously, we back our back our game. And um, we got over, we, we played uh, over in Brighton Homes Arena in the pre-season. We did a pre-season match against um, Brisbane and we, we got the win. So we certainly have, have played them many times in the last few years. So, um yeah, we're confident in the way that we play, obviously, and get the job done over there. You touched on Sarah Allen. Um, I know she can't play, had a pretty yeah. nasty injury, in, but no doubt um, still mm. mentoring some of the girls. I believe she was one of your mentors earlier too. A big help for you. Certainly, yeah, especially joining. Um, we're around the same age as well, so we've got a lot yep. in common. And joining um, joining the group, she was big for me, really was my, um, you know, person to lean on when I first joined in and definitely... Um, with our young backline, I think, you know, our average age was like 19 or 20. It's very young. So Sarah Allen being that mentor as well, uh, she's sitting in the box in, on, on Coach's Day and yeah. she's straight in the headset talking to him. So, yeah, she has a lot of knowledge, obviously, um, a lot of accolades as a as a key back for us. And, yeah, really, really stoked she's been able to play that off-field role for us really well. So really grateful for her. We're talking AFLW half forward Jess Waterhouse. Jess, your story is amazing too, coming from an unbelievable soccer background. You captain the young Matildas, you play for Adelaide United, then go to Glenelg and you find your way in the AFLW. That's a big move. When you're a star soccer player, um, was it hard to make that move? Uh, can't really remember my life playing soccer now. I'm like loving footy so much, but uh, it was... I had a bit of time off from soccer and I, I was going to go back and play local league and, but I saw a couple of the um, Crows girls that I used to play Adelaide United in the yeah. in the A-League with MJ and uh, Ruth and I thought, oh, I'll <laughs> give it a crack and loved it. But yeah, so successful with my soccer career and um, very grateful for that background that I have. It's been able to set me up for, I guess, a successful yeah, so how, AFL career. So yeah. how hard is it to go from that? To playing where you got to take a mark and you got to bump and you got to tackle and do all those things. Completely different uh, to soccer. It is very different. Sometimes the girls yell out, "Stop soccering at!" Because it's just like <laughs> natural, natural to just put my foot, yeah, foot down there. But um, a lot of transferable skills. Um, footy is, I think, a lot harder. Obviously, that physical um, tackling and and whatnot. But um, yeah. I'm I'm very lucky that I've got the Crows to be able to support me in that transition. And um, now that we're working towards being full-time athletes, we're at the club and I'm able to work on the craft a bit more, like my marking yeah. ability and, and hand skills, which is cool. So Jess, being a medium forward in the AFLW, I'm guessing you're an attacking mid or an outside winger or a striker when you played soccer. 
I was actually a defensive midfielder, wow. so reserved. I was setting up the play, so I was a little bit of the opposite. Yeah, well, um, how'd you end up as a forward? Yeah. I don't know. Probably because I couldn't mark the ball anywhere else. <laughs> nah. Um, no, nah, I just like, I think um, I watched too many of Clive Waterhouse's highlights back in the day of the sneaky <laughs> hanging around the goals, so yes. probably just following in those footsteps. No, great one to watch, no doubt, Clive. Uh, now, on to the next couple of weeks. You mentioned Brisbane. You mentioned North Melbourne. So, effectively, having done a little bit of math here, if you can beat one of the two, it pretty much locks up that top two spot. Has that been spoken about much internally, about, okay, we've got a couple of big opponents that we've got to beat to put us in a very good position come finals time? Um, no, I think Doc, having having many now years' experience in, in the women's footy spaces, we don't actually talk too much about, um, you know, win this many, go here, do this, and you'll get top spot. It's more get the job done week in, week out. And I know that's a bit cliche, just one week at a time, but it really is like that, especially in such a short season of only 10 games. You really just have to focus on winning the next one. But, yeah, it certainly would put us in a good position if you if you look at the ladder. So... Um, yeah, hopefully we can get the job done, of course. It was um, just on the knees. It was a pretty rough game, wasn't it, the Bulldogs? A couple of girls went down on your side, a couple went down from their side, and and a couple of pretty bad uh-huh. knee injuries. So Abby Ballard, obviously out for the year, but how is she? Oh, we're really devastated for Baz, I think. Um, yeah, she was just finding her way in the midfield. She had a massive off-season, so it's really devastating to see her go down. Um and I know the girls are really flat after a game, after after hearing the news. Um, but her spirits are really high. I mean, if anyone that knows Baz, she's the the pump, most pumped up in the room. She does our pre-game hype-up talks, and she's still that person. So um, she's in good spirits, but I'm sure it'll be taking a toll on her a little bit. But she has our support fully. And it wasn't nice to see the, the Bulldogs girl go down so early in the game yeah. as well, and that was confirmed ACL. So... It's just a really tricky one. You don't want to see anyone missing missing footy for, you know, 10 to 12 months. It's not nice. No, it never is, unfortunately. It's the worst part of the game. Now, yeah. two weeks' time, you take on North Melbourne at Norwood Oval, so Adelaide fans will want to get along to that. But if they want to watch in this weekend, it's Brighton Homes Arena, 2.35 on Saturday. How do we get the win against the Lions? What's the key to the game for the Crows? Oh, the key is to shut down the Lions' uh offensive I guess they're quite quick on the rebound and very fit fast team but uh, we know that we're a high pressure team we want to be number one in the comp and we want to be the most uncomfortable to play against so if we can just get at them early and set the tone in the first quarter be able to get the done on get the job done on the scoreboard obviously with uh, with our forwards yeah just one last one Najwa <laughs> Allen uh, copped a, a big penalties I don't know the latest has she appealed that but I think she Top three games, three or four games since she had the, the biggest suspension ever in AFLW. Yeah, she got three weeks for a bump. Um, unfortunately, the uh, Bulldogs girl was concussed, so not nice to see anyone uh, be ruled out for that protocol. So, yeah, we're disappointed that we missed Naj for three weeks as mm. another key back for us. But, um, yeah, just, I guess, health and well-being is the foremost and front of everything, everyone's mind. So hopefully that chick's all right, you know. Yeah, I, th- I think that you, I think you're right. The girls' footy, you mentioned a couple of times you cared for the Bulldogs girl that went down. And I think it's great. that It's played in good spirit, isn't it? If someone's hurt, you, you really do care for, 
Perhaps the men could have a look at that too, I reckon, Jess. So, but it, there <laughs> yeah. is a care factor, isn't there, with the women? Yeah, certainly. There's a line that you can, you know, everyone plays the game to win and puts their body on the line. But when it, when you hear that someone hurt, is hurt or is suffering after the game, you know, we know the mental tolls that that takes on people. So, yeah, yeah it's not nice to see in, in men's or women's footy. Well, good luck this week and thanks for the chat. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Jess. Jess Waterhouse, AFLW. They are seven from seven. Hey, catch every NFL game this year with Game Pass only on DAZN. Visit nfldazn.com forward slash NFL. And Beaumont Tiles are giving away that great trip we mentioned every night. Trip for two to America's footy's biggest game worth over $70,000. Just shop in store at Beaumont's before November 12. And you're with a chance. T's and C supply. Yeah, seven from seven, but... Nudge Whalen out for three. Yeah, it's a big... Ballard out for the year. Oh, it's a big penalty. Three games out of the ten. It's a third of the season. It's the equivalent of seven matches in the AFL men. So it is a big penalty. Just before we go, though, Wilds, the 36 is about to start. Tip off. Will they win tonight? Yeah, they will. I think they will as well. I'm going to get down there in the second half. They'll definitely win. Mate, have a great night. and We'll see you tomorrow night between six and seven. Bye for now. Bye for now. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay.